The following is a hockey podcast out of Vancouver and Surrey, British Columbia. It'll only consist of a lot of puck talk and even more BS, or in actual words, banter and satire. Enjoy and as always, go Canucks, go. Uh, okay, so apparently Quinn Hughes is the NHL's biggest secret. Like, like one of those good secrets. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, can we can we talk about this on another episode of Locked On Canucks? Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen, that's K-Y-L-E-B-H-A-W-A-N. But more importantly, this show right here is the show that gives you your Canucks every day. Man, oh man. You see me, yet you don't see Trevor Bags if you're watching on YouTube or listening to this, wherever you're podcatching from. And uh, it's uh, sometimes got to be the case, right? You got to pull through for your teammates. And it's pretty it's pretty obvious that Trevor Bags is injury prone, aka other things prone. And today he decided to to take lunch, to eat, to choose A&W over you. Now, before we get to that and Quinn Hughes and whatnot, I got to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Go check out the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get what? $100 matched. Uh, up to $100 matched on your first bet. That is something else. Okay, terms and conditions do apply. Go see the app for all the details. And yeah, the details about Trevor Beggs and today's disappearance. And uh, I'm not surprised. If you... If you know anything about Trevor Bags, he will do anything for a mama burger from a and And I think it's because he has a really, really close relationship with his mother. And uh, this guy uh, will do whatever it takes to not have to do anything else other than eat, eat a mama burger with extra tomatoes. And Trevor, you made it. Uh, this is a miracle. I did not expect this to happen, but you are here. Uh, last minute decision Let's to, go. uh, to not eat your food, I guess, you know, for real. I'm glad you did it. Cause the people need it. Okay. The people deserve you because for the first time in 47 years, this team has won uh three out of five games to start a season. So, uh, it's a big, it's a big, it's a big time in, in Canuck land, right? We're feeling good. And we're also feeling better since Quinn Hughes is being recognized slightly more. Now I didn't know this and I want to start here. Uh, ESPN predicted their top 100 players. Uh, for this season. So I guess what they do is uh, they talk to 50 people and they're like, you know what, at the end of the season, who do you see being uh, in the top 100 uh, based on how they did this season? And Quinn Hughes was below Seth Jones. Yeah. So I'm going to let you take it. I'm going to let you take it. Go, 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 go. Man, I'm telling you, we've talked about it before and I I know we roasted the athletics hearing pretty hard when uh, Quinn Hughes is a 3B player on their list, uh, tier below William Nylander. But... uh, yeah, I read that ESPN list recently, and like, I almost, uh, I almost pooped my pants, man. I'm not gonna lie, because Quinn Hughes is like the 80th best player in the NHL. I think he was behind like Shea Theodore, Ugh. you know, Seth Jones. I think he might have even been behind, you know, James Van Riemsdyk, you no know, Cage. No, I'm making those guys up. I, mean, <laughs> I, I think, but I don't know, man, because this Eastern bias is is unbelievable, man. I'm telling you, people see Quinn Hughes. You know, I was thinking about a guy like Eric Branson too, like Mr. Hanson, Mr. Chiseled Jaw, you know, like he gets, he gets a lot of places in life because he looks good. 
Quinn Hughes is getting nowhere because he's a small <laughs> guy, you know, maybe not the most handsome guy in the world, right? But uh, dude, he's one of the best hockey players on the planet. And these Eastern people Ooh. with their blinders on past 10 p.m. have no <laughs> idea how good this guy is. Like I, I'm telling you, and I've, I've said it before, we said it on Friday's show, shout out to the everydayers, they know this. We said the Canucks are making the playoffs this season, uh, despite losing two in a row, you know, just trying to, you know, keep the fan base calm. And a lot of it's because of Quinn Hughes and Elias Pettersson. These two look primed to be, mm. we said it needed to happen, right? But these two look primed now early on to be, not even two of the best players at their positions in the league this season, but just two, two of the best players in the league. Yeah. And we're not just talking, you know, top 80 or top 50. I'm talking like top 15. Yeah. Top Hughes 10. and Pettersson can both be top 15, maybe even top 10 this season. Top 10, there's a lot of good players in the NHL, so I won't be too bullish. But hey, it's a lot on Canucks, your team every day, home with the West Coast bias. Yeah, Pettersson and Hughes, top 15, maybe even both top 10 players in the NHL this season. Oh, of course, man. And Quinn Hughes has been top 15, top 20 for a couple of years now. It's just the truth. And I know it's because we watch all the games, and I know it's also not happening for him in these power ranking systems and, and don't get me wrong do these lists matter no they don't but to diehard sports fans like us and especially loyal sports fans like us they do because Quinn Hughes a good guy deserves the best our captain a good captain dude of course we want, we want this guy to be put on a pedestal pedestal especially if he deserves it for his individual talent and again he's been that top end guy for a couple years now uh that being said a uh, wins you know wins will get you there will keep you there that being said I know I'm pulling out that card a lot. I think it's a good thing that this guy got disrespected. I think it's a great thing because he's one of those guys. Remember that Tom Brady quote that was circling around the internet over the last uh, couple of weeks about how he would use anger and disgust slash he would use doubt from others to really help push him to get to other levels? Quinn Hughes, a hyper-competitive guy, the captain, wants to pressure, wants to smoke, and he wants to prove all these people wrong. And those people who are wrong... They're partially wrong because they're going to sleep, like you said. I know the Canucks aren't must-watch, must especially based on their wins and losses. Not a really compelling team when it comes to drawing up storylines for playoff matchups and rivalries and for what really matters. But if you're in the East, if you're in the East and you chose to, like, fall asleep slash not even pay attention to the Canucks, even though they had two of the top 20 players in hockey over the last couple of years, dude, you're not doing any good for the game. You're not doing any good for the game. Okay, Pat McAfee just what? He, t he told... Uh, all of America, yo, hockey is awesome. Hockey is awesome. And what if somebody followed that lead, went on that list, and was like, yo, uh, they'd scroll past Quinn Hughes and like, you know what? I'm going to watch Seth Jones. I'm going to watch Seth Jones, man. That's going to – when Quinn Hughes plays such a perfect and clean game and also is extremely exciting, like who – who? there's not a lot of players that can do what he does with the puck on his stick in the defensive zone, and that's like twirl around and get, get to do whatever he wants. He's one of those players who dictates the game, changes the pace of the game, and I know the Canucks haven't won a lot of games over the last two years, but I would say 70% of the reason they've won any games in the last two years is because of Quinn Hughes. For real. Yeah, and I think it's going to be similar this season. There was one crazy stat after the Florida game that I heard on the radio driving this morning. Uh, and I think uh, one analytics site had Quinn Hughes having the puck on his stick for three minutes in that Florida game. No player had the puck on their stick for more than a minute and a half. That was the next highest player in terms of puck possession. I mean, Quinn Hughes just always has the puck. Yeah. Think about that, right? You know, one-eighth of the time he's on the ice, take three minutes out of the 24, 25 minutes he played, the puck's actually on his stick. Dude. And that's a good thing, man. That's a good thing. A and I think, thing. you know, that's a perfect he, thing. he even had... It's yeah, a perfect and thing. I, and Hughes had comments as well about, like, you know, being purposely trying to shoot the puck more. And, you know, mm -hmm. shout out to Drance and that piece for the athletic he did. But Hughes talked about 
in, in the past, he would make a move to get around a guy, but he wouldn't have the shooting lane. Like now he's purposely thinking, you know, multiple steps ahead. Like he's got to get around this guy in this manner to have the shooting lane to have a score chance. Well, you know, well, like this guy really is elevating his game. Yeah, he's super intelligent and he's doing, he's taking the extra step because I think he's aware that he doesn't have the hardest shot. He also has options in the hands of like Besser, Miller, and more notably Patterson to like dish the puck off to, to again, generate a better scoring chance based on the quality of their shot. So he's going to do the most to put himself in a position where he doesn't have to ch- shoot from the point all the time. And he's too good of a skater. So like, again, I'm going to say it. He is one of those players. There's probably five players in the league, at most, maybe five that can do whatever he wants. Quinn Hughes mm-hmm. can do whatever he wants. He can, and it's partially, well, it's, it's actually the main reason why I've been preaching that the Canucks should really consider playing this guy like 27, 28 minutes a game if they want to get off to a good start so they can give this team some momentum because when he plays most of the game, the team just has a way better chance of winning because the puck is on a stick. He's just an incredible talent, but all this being said, again, I got to reiterate that he's been this guy for a couple years. He's been this guy, and it's scary that we've noticed it early, and I think the league's catching on to Quinn Hughes in general because he's elevated. But again, he's elevated. He's like he's better than we expected, which is cool. I, you know, some could argue that last year was going to be not peak Quinn Hughes, but that's the same Quinn Hughes that we're going to get every year. No, this year it's it's pretty clear that this guy's a new player. Yeah, one hundred percent. Here's one thing I wanted to throw out quickly. You know, um, before we get to the other side here on Locked On Canucks and Kyle, thanks for letting me in the lobby, man. Always good to talk hockey hey. with you and to you listening as well. It's uh, what I love to do. Goals for and against this season. So I'm just like looking quickly at like which defensemen have been on the ice for the most goals for in all situations, and you know. The names are pretty obvious, but, you know, Kale McCarr has been on the ice for 13 goals for and two goals against. Adam Fox has been on the ice for eight goals for, zero goals against. Charlie McAvoy, nine goals for, one goal against. Uh, Shea Theodore, 11 goals for, one goal against. But you know who leads the NHL in terms of goals for percentage among goaltender or among defensemen who have, you know, played the big minutes, been on the ice in all situations? It's Quinn Hughes, baby. And a goals for percentage of 92.3%. He has been on the ice for 12 goals scored and one goal against. That is what's happening when Quinn Hughes is on the ice for your Vancouver Canucks. No defenseman has has been as good as in the league as that through the first uh, few games of the season. Quinn Hughes, man. I'm telling you, this the Norris ballot. We're going to do an episode on it. I'm sure it's been a big, heavy Quinn Hughes episode. But we're going to have an episode on one to entitled like Quinn Hughes is winning the Norris this year. Oh, yeah. Sometime in April. Sometime in February. We're going to drop Sometime that in November, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's good, man. The guy's just, uh, he's a gamer. I think the captaincy has done a lot for him, too. He's a super accountable dude. He wants to, again, elevate and get better. And I also think uh, not just having the list go against him, right? This, this power ranking system that the Eastern bias has built that's completely ignored Quinn Hughes' abilities. I don't think that just pisses him off and motivates him. I think as much love as, as he does have for his brothers, he, he you know, he doesn't want to lose to his younger brothers. Like, for real. Like, he wants to will this team into a position where they're also competing in games that matter, and that's the playoffs. And keynote on willing this team to the playoffs. I think Quinn Hughes is that good. And he, his job is a lot easier when Pedersen's trying to do the same thing. They're just built differently. They're built differently. So you have two guys on this team who want to prove to the rest of the league that they're amongst the best, and they clearly know it, that they're only going to get recognized for that, not just based on their individual skills, but team success and making winning matter again in Vancouver. 
make winning matter again in Vancouver. And, and Akal, I say on your agenda here that uh, in segment three, we want to end off talking a little Elias Pettersson. So let's let's talk about it. Maybe who's more valuable to the Canucks? So who's, uh, who's got the better beard? I don't know what you want to talk about. Uh, but before we do that, I got to tell you, okay? Passion, drive, and patience. That's what brings home the winning trophy. And it's also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts to choose from for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit oh baby your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that w keep your ride or dive keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusion supply ebay guarantee fit only available to u.s customers all right, I got to say, I'm first overall in my fantasy league right now. And part of the reason why I'm kicking ass is because I'm using Sleeper. You know, picture this. Brock Brasher scores a hat trick, maybe even four goals. The Canucks win the Stanley Cup. And if you want to win 100 times your money, you got to play daily fantasy hockey on the Sleeper app. These are all possible scenarios for this season. But to have a chance of winning big, you need to play daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper. As the official daily fantasy app of the Lockdown NHL Network, Sleeper is my top choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. With Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy contests. With studs like Phil DiGiuseppe, Andre Kuzmenko, Jack Studnika, he's got stud in his name, baby. Whatever, whoever you're picking, all you got to do is pick more or less on stats for these stars. Choose stats like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more. You heard me, Canucks fans, 100 times payouts on Sleeper. So start paying attention and get your picks right so you can win big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Okay, okay. We're back on another episode of Locked On Canucks. My name, Kyle Bowen, joined by Trevor Bags. Uh, that, again, came out of nowhere. And uh, got to brief you, right? This is a bonus episode now. We're trying to get this up ASAP. Uh, we'll go back to regular programming uh, for the rest of the week. But we're going to do what we have to do on this episode of Locked on Canucks. And that's just spend a lot of time talking about Quinn Hughes. Um, I noticed something, too. Uh, this is how much I appreciate Quinn Hughes. He's one of those players. And I told people, I told the people earlier, you know, like I'm biased Vancouver. I'm full West Coast bias. I'm also full... Hockey Canada bias when it comes to watching those games, right? Best on best. Uh, Quinn Hughes is definitely one of those guys that, A, scares me about Team USA. It's just the truth. Like, that's how good he is. Keep in mind, I know we got McDavid on our team when we're talking about this type of tournament. I'm still scared of the Team USA because of their depth and Quinn Hughes. And Quinn Hughes, I appreciate the guy so much that I'm I'm partially an American now. I'm partially an American because of Quinn Hughes. well, not even that. Like we did an episode on it, right? Vancouver, the Vancouver Canucks are America's team. This is one of the most American-heavy lineups in the NHL. And if you were to put a rating system on it in terms of the importance of American players on the team, I would say the Canucks are the most American team in the NHL with Miller, Besser, Hughes, Demko. I mean, like, look, so many of the key players on the team are American. 
Uh, and even in terms of like the salary committed, like I should look at that too. You know, Garland and Myers, like those are Americans. I know I, I got some comments about Myers being Canadian, but he was born in the States, okay? Um, America, you can have him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this is a very American heavy team to your point, Kyle. Yeah, man. And Quinn Hughes, again, scaring me, man, about when, when the tournament does come back, it's going to be hard to beat Team USA, especially when, again, Quinn Hughes is playing 30 minutes a game. It's also going to be hard to play Pedersen and Team Sweden, and he talked about the Olympics as well during that conversation on the boat with Elliot Friedman. I'm so glad we got the other Friedman on our team, you know, because I was, you know what I'm saying, bro? It, it, like, Elliot Friedman should be grateful that, what's his name, Mark Friedman is now on our team because now we can lighten up to, you know, welcoming a Friedman like Elliot uh, with more open arms because he, he's been pissing me off lately, okay? It's just a well, here's the thing. I mean, Elliot Freeman's been on the record saying that Jack Rathbone is like one of the players he cheers for. And now we, the Canucks traded him away uh, for his name nemesis, potentially. <laughs> so, no, I'd love to see his little Mark Freeman, Elliot Freeman, like UFC, you know, like oh. a little battle royale. <laughs> let's go. Let's get one these guys in the ring, man. man. One love to Freeman, man, even though he hates the city. Any, anyways, that conversation <laughs> happened. And uh, I don't know if you caught it, but Patterson talked about how he teared up when he saw Messi won, uh, win a World Cup. Uh uh, again, we spent 20 minutes talking about Quinn Hughes uh, and the type of main character he is. Yo, when you hear quotes like that from Patterson, it just, again, doesn't it get you excited for watching him play in blue and green in games that do matter? Yeah, I don't give Elliot Freeman a quick shout out here because I think Elliot Freeman teed this up pretty well. I, I, his intro to that question was talking about Elliot basically said something along the lines of, you know, Vancouver's never won a cup in 50 plus years. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was chirping us slightly. But then he went on to say, you know, I, I've, I've thought about how cool it would be to bring that city their first cup and to be a part of it. And yeah. I think that's what got Pedersen emotional in his response, right? Because um, you're not just winning a cup in Chicago or L.A. or Boston or a city who's won recently. Like you're bringing a hockey crazy market uh, their first championship. Like it is going to be one of the most special cup celebrations of all time when it happens. Yeah. Uh, especially what the city's been through in terms of the rise and everything, not to go down that rabbit hole, but it's just like so much hockey madness in this market, uh, so much negativity. Like it will be like, to me, and I'm biased, one of the cool stories in sports and the Canucks can actually bring it home. And it's a lot easier if uh, they keep Patterson. They keep him around, man. You need that. You need dogs like Quinn Hughes and Patterson to make things easier in a world where you need so much luck to go your way. But when you have two players on the same team that are at that level, of pedigree. I don't know if that even makes any sense. It's just, again, how do you, how do you not assume that good things are going to happen so much so that through five games, again, we're three and two, three and two, good start. Possibly it's happening here. Uh, We're getting what we're, uh, we've been dreaming of right now, right? Again, three and two. I think it's also quite, uh, quite clear that both those guys have taken another step, which is crazy to see. You didn't, it's, it's always, it's always like, fascinating to see those two guys get better and when they get better how can you not just guarantee that the Canucks are going to make the playoffs like these guys are just on other levels and they play two of the most important positions in the game yeah I think one of the cool things about Pedersen and Hughes as well is that I think they both have chips on their shoulders Mm -hmm. we talked about Hughes having a chip on his shoulder I think they both got chips on their shoulders right and and it's not rocket science or uh, a bold take but I mean you know Pedersen gets drafted he's considered slight uh not strong undersized he hears about that constantly through his rookie season it bugged him clearly in the media then mm-hmm. Hughes is a similar story right he's another slight guy uh small guy can only play offense can't play defense it's like both these guys have been miscast because of their appearance yeah for lack of a better term right yeah 
And honestly, I think those are, these are two guys that like anyone could root for. Not that I really want people on the Canucks bandwagon, like go cheer for your own team, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but those, these are two guys that are easy to cheer for. I, I, again, it's, you know, I think guys like you and me can relate, right? Uh, maybe we're like Slater guys, you know, maybe we've been a bit underrated, <laughs> uh, you know, miscast people look at us, you know, they hear, they hear the voices, they see us on the cameras. Like, I don't know about these guys. Holy um, so I think, I think we can relate, man. We can relate. Yo, you do have a chip on your shoulder, man. I read that little post from that, uh, like Chinatown, Vancouver, uh, podcast thing that they thought and, and Trevor Beggs was like, our goal is to make the best Canucks podcast of all time. It's like, wow, dude. That's a lot of pressure, but I'm up for it, man. Why not, man? Just have some fun, yeah, man, with go. the people, the city, the West Coast, the best coast, talking hockey and assuming the best. And I have no, uh, hey, I don't have a doubt in my mind that the Canucks are going to make the playoffs. Again, those two are just leveled up. And I, a, a lot of what they want to do and what they want to prove, they know it too stems from delivering team success. So they're going to make it happen. Again, the, using the word willing to do it and, being accountable for it, it's it's cool saying those things out loud because we've seen it in the past with different sports and different teams. Again, athletes, those type of athletes can actually do the unstoppable, and that's, well, impossible, I'm sorry, and that's create confidence, make players around them play better. And how do they do that? They will their teams to victories early on, and it just it's just easier. It's just easier to believe that maybe we can do it with those guys at the top. Anyways, we're just rambling now. Didn't really plan for this episode. Boom, bam. Have to do it right every day. That's what we promise. And, uh, Begsy, I'm happy that you joined me uh, last minute. Let's get this episode up and uh, get back to regular programming tomorrow. Yeah, seriously. Uh, a, a not so subtle. It's like the opposite of a shout out to my work. I mean, I was about to hop in and record with Kyle, and then boom, I get called into a meeting for three hours, man. Unbelievable stuff. Yeah. But, anyways, man, I'm happy to be here chatting hockey with you. Back to regularly scheduled programming tomorrow. Uh, two things I want to touch on tomorrow's episode. We'll preview a bit of that Canucks Nashville game. I wanted to kickstart a series called the Canucks Weekly Power Rankings. So, this is going to look at, you know, every week, like who are the best five Canucks of the week. And then we want to do an aggregate ranking heading on uh, to the end of the season. Also, want to look at the Abbotsford Canucks, the little Abbey Canucks report, because they played two games on Friday night and Saturday night. And a, lot's ha- a lot happened in those games. So we're going to touch on both those things, all three of those things, in tomorrow's episode of Locked On Canucks. But for now, I'm Trevor Banks, that guy's Cal Bowen, and you've been listening to Locked On Canucks. Mm-hmm.